All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 40 of the Kill Your Internet podcast. With you, as always, is your boy, Colin. Also with us today, we got the gear car, the usual suspects to my left, Mr. Ken Bianco. Kenny B, how we doing today, buddy? Oh, we're doing. Oh, we're doing. And over here on the right, shades and all, we got Mr. Roast Malone in the building. Roasty boy, how we doing? Also doing. Oh, we're doing. To celebrate the 40th episode, we have some 40s. Boys, clack them up. Here we go to 40 more, 40 million more. Air, we love you guys. Uh, I also brought gifts for everybody. Uh, I'm going to start with Ken. Uh, Ken, I just thought this was the only thing that made any sense. I got you the new Harry Styles album. All right. (laughs) Now, hold on. There's a twist. Open it up. (laughs) There's no CD. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so to to explain, I went to Walmart to buy this gift earlier, and uh, I walked out of the store after waiting in line for like 45 minutes just to get this gag gift for $15. And then when I walked out, I noticed that the plastic was already open. And uh, there was no CD in there, so that's your gift, Ken. Uh, Eric, I saw this at Walmart, and it made me think of you. This is your essence in picture form. It's a poster. It's, re- it's really sick, dude. It's, it's perfectly Eric. Ken, w- what's your initial reaction of your wonderful gift? First off, shout out to Harry Styles. <laughs> I, I don't even know the last time I got a CD, let alone... Yo, sh- <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Look at it, yeah. That's Turn perfect. It <laughs> Turn it this way, yeah. That's Eric, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Eric. It's a wonderful. It basically looks like a wolf T-shirt from Walmart. It's just a poster form. So, <laughs> it's basically Eric in painting form. So, you should get that framed and find like one of those knockoff wrestling belts and just have it in there. Yeah. So then people will be like, "Why? Well, it's a picture of a wolf with a belt," and be like, "Yeah." It's <laughs> sweet. Yo, I like that. Yeah, so this, the 40th episode is off to a rousing start. Boys, this Modelo 40's got me feeling a certain way. Uh, yeah, it's I, a 32. Get it right. Yeah, all right. They sorry. were 32s. That's all they had available, okay? Yeah, I feel sorry that I got you guys and not anything. <laughs> I didn't get anything for anyone either, so. Yeah, I know. Good job, guys. I really appreciate that. Great work, everybody. I'll just sit over here with my Modelo 40 and sit in, <laughs> sit in silence. For the you can have some of mine. <laughs> Yeah, how about the 50th coming up? Um, yeah, so I just want to say yeah, I feel like I was re- I was <laughs> reflecting upon 40 episodes and what we've learned, and uh, I don't know, man. Absolutely I'm, nothing. I've learned a lot. Thank you very much. I feel like I learned about the diversification. Uh, I've learned about making new things and trying different shit in a music industry that's set up to have you do the same thing over and over again. I really feel like we've done something completely different. It's something special, and I'm very happy and proud of us. Uh, so that's something that I learned, Eric. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, buddy. I know. Fuck you, too. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I've just We've gotten to talk to so many cool people. We, we've made connections I never thought we would have made, and uh, I, we've gotten to talk about things that I didn't think we were going to get to talk about. Um, so yeah, boobies. <laughs> you did scream boobies on the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, uh, Ken was making fun of me. Uh, I was in here the other day just by my lonesome and we have a video shoot coming up tomorrow and, uh, I made a storyboard for it and, uh, yeah, long story short, it didn't come out great. Ken, could you explain what it looks like it to you? It looks like there's a bunch of stick figures and from far away, it looks like it could be a storyboard to a porno <laughs> i see it <laughs> oh yeah if you look at it that way it kind of does right yeah the car makes that the car yeah i don't know man uh i'm proud of the storyboard thank you very much i put the effort in by the way the stick figures look great very thankful today i am thankful today dude <laughs> 40 ounces to freedom is what i'm calling this episode yeah. Uh, in yeah. parentheses, 32. 32 ounces to freedom is what I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm proud of the storyboard. I'm excited for the next part of our uh, part of our creative journey. This next single is really freaking good. We just got back to Final Mix today. Sounds outstanding. Maybe because they just took the bass out. Ken. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, it's not your fault. Uh, no, not at all. Oh, my 40 almost got knocked over. Damn. That's karma. Uh, yeah, shut up, bro. But no. Uh, back to the music. Thank you very much. Well, you know, before we get to the music, no, let's thank, thank our thank you very much. Let's thank our sponsor, High Brew Coffee. Uh, Eric just slugged the triple shot down right before this started. So, E, how you feeling? Pretty goddamn good. <laughs> Could you run through a wall? Uh, I have a better chance. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, you I'll tell you that for free. You a wall with one of those? No, that wall would crumble. Yeah, yeah. Th- that wall would just... The wall would just step out of my way. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear this it's wall a, down. Yeah. I'm referring to a door. 
Yeah, Door has no shot. Nobody has a shot, honestly. Uh, but Hybrew Coffee available at Wawa, available online, 10% off with uh, promo code Foxtrot on Hybrew's website. Guys, I've been chugging Hybrews, and I've been my energy level's been through the roof. My blood pressure is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have one. I, put, I drink it on my cereal, bro. It's been crazy. But no, you got to continue to tag us on the posts online. Let us know you're getting it at Wawa. Let Hybrew know you're getting it at Wawa. Uh, other than that, once again, gentlemen, I'm going to say it one last time. Thankful to be here. Um, yep. Let's go into it, because this is just a gear car episode. I thought it would be apropos to just you know, have the three of us here bullshitting for episode number 40. Ken's over here already using the gift I got him as a coaster for his yeah, 40. Perfectly on the 40. Wow, great stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah that's really Roughly good use. The size of it, nah, it's a little bit smaller than a CD, actually. Not that there is a CD in there. I just want to say, uh, like, yo, shout out to the person who needed the Harry Styles album so bad that they stole it from the case at Walmart. Were they able to ring it up? And They rang it up, and I didn't even notice. Harry Styles leads the league in album stolen from Walmart. <laughs> Yo, for those of you big Harry Styles fans, you just cost the man an album. No, actually, it didn't cost him an album sale. I bought it. <laughs> so technically, <laughs> <laughs> technically, he did it. Oh, dude, I got played so hard. Ha- Harry, you need one extra album sale, dog. Uh, let's go into the uh, wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. Uh, we're going to start off with Ken's Twitter update. Ken has just rejoined Twitter. Ken, did you see anything Ooh, online this weekend that you uh, you wanted to point out? So I was down at the shore again this weekend on the boardwalk this morning. And there's a, a big thing on the boardwalk this year has been dads on bikes pumping music on their Bluetooth speakers. It's oh, yeah. Some classic rock or something like that. But there's one dad. <laughs> he was probably in his 50s or 60s just ignorantly big blasting last resort by Papa Roach. <laughs> and so does this go in because it was a monster tweet of yours today? <laughs> like it had nothing to do with Twitter. <laughs> No, yeah, it was just, you know. <laughs> uh, Ken's observations on what he's been seeing. The craziest thing I saw. On this has been the craziest shit you've seen on the internet. <laughs> that I then put on the internet. You don't see any new trends going on on the internet or anything like that? New trends? Dads on bikes, blast the Papa Roach. Hashtag dads on bikes, blast and Papa Roach out of their Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, we need to make a, a new trending topic on Twitter. It is. Uh, yeah, well, I'll start with my, my first thing. And this is actually a heavier topic. And, uh, you know, we've been pretty goofy thus far. But uh, I wanted to go Not into anymore. I wanted to go into the whole thing that happened with Tyler Joseph from Tony on Pilots on Twitter this weekend. Ken, did you see that? I saw headlines, but I didn't read into it. Me and you were talking about it before we started. But basically what happened was, 21 Pilots and Tyler Joseph have recently been pretty absent from social media. Uh, just keep keeping a distance, I guess. Um, and what happened was people have been tweeting at Tyler Joseph a lot saying, like, you need to use your platform. You need to use your platform and speak out about, um, you know, uh, everything that's going on in the world, racism, COVID, all this. And Tyler has just been kind of not tweeting anything. He hasn't been on, so- on social media at all. But then two days ago, he tweeted, it was a picture of him in platform shoes, and he said, you guys have been telling me, and I I need to use my platforms more. So I busted these bad boys out, and it was it. So like on its on its face, right? Because what what it was was the beginning of a thread that he said, and that he went into it was it's Suicide Awareness Month. So he went on a, a, a tweet thread about that, but then people started absolutely tearing him apart for not using his plat and basically saying like, "Yo, this isn't fucking funny. Like, you're just shitting on your fan base. Like, you need to you need to be like, fuck you." And it and it went into basically him being called a racist, um, him uh, getting death threats, people telling him he should kill himself, uh, and then he was basically like, "Look, like he 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 said like, look, that that's not what this was about at all. I was trying to say something that was on my mind. Uh, if you're wondering, Black Lives Matter, of course." And uh, but he's like, I'm not backing down. I thought that tweet was funny, and it was the there was 125,000 tweets at him, and including threats to to his family, saying his kid was ugly, saying he should kill himself, and uh, I think it it went to. I had been talking with a couple different artists and people in the radio about this. That they were just like, "What's your opinion on this?" And um, I think that one, the tweet was probably it was in bad taste for today's world. Um, I don't agree. Oh, and that's fair. Like we have, we have the space to disagree. Um, but more than anything, I think it it's about one. You can't force people into doing things, no matter what you do, and you can't force people into into speaking about certain things. And 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 more than anything, it it opened this light on on like the the culture that goes on, like the stand culture they call it. But people who put their entire like worldview and thought process into these individual artists and it, and it was just kind of like eye-opening to me to be like 
you, the the pressure that guy must be under twenty four seven must be like, uh, I I I don't think I can handle it as a human being. I, I don't think I can handle it. And, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I just look, <laughs> I <clears throat> to call Tyler Joseph a racist is absolutely asinine. I mean, I don't know the guy personally. I don't either. But because of what he's be, not saying, yeah, you can't. Yeah. It's more. Yeah, it's more of a. Know, it's more of a look. And, and like, like, would you just say you can't call it on a inaction? As in, like, in yeah. that case, then every single public figure out there is just going to draft up something, put it out. Yes, there, and, and so then it's, it becomes perform. It's, it's exactly. What they, it's what they call performative activism, to where people just say it because they're expected to say it. They don't really mean it. My thought process was. This dude behind the scenes could be doing a ton doing for. A ton. He could be donating right. to organizations. He could yeah. be handling things in his own way. Yeah. And I do think it's important for people in the public light, if 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 they if they believe in it, to to use their platform. And I'm sure he does believe in it. And this man speaks out about constantly about um, gay rights and suicide awareness, and that's been a big part of their their fan group has been this kind of uh, space for that and. Um, I, I did like look. I can understand completely if if you wanted to say to him like, "Yo, you could use your platform for this or that," but you can't bully somebody into doing something if they no. if they don't want to say it. Yeah. Uh, and it is too a matter of uh, some people just truly think like, and I, maybe he doesn't have the uh, the space to do it in, in the public light. But a big part of even when we were when when everything started to go on with the protest after George Floyd came out, we had a lot of conversations about. You know, some people are going to observe, learn, and change. Other people are going to be more outspoken and on the front lines. Even within our band, Erica and Will attending protests. But we did a lot on social media. We've talked to a lot of people on the podcast. But one thing I don't think, I just couldn't imagine what it has to be like to be someone who has this army of people behind them who support them, who just on a dime flip and say, you should kill yourself and burn in all your merch because you said this. And it's a lot of kids. It just goes to show that like, just because you have just because you have social media doesn't mean like we need your input all the fucking time. It's fair. And I mean too like, like I, I took time to think on this because it yeah, it, same. it it was a well I mean especially like this conversation like I think that the reaction was not warranted whatsoever to tell the guy to kill himself and that his kid is yeah, ugly. Of course not. That's outrageous. And two like I think if I, if I was one of his fans and I wanted to see that you can suggest that you should you should use your platform. But I mean the guy talked about something else. Obviously, it was a joke that wasn't taken in the right fashion. I'm also a white guy, so I can't tell anybody how to feel. I can't tell somebody who's in a different scenario than me how they should feel about this person. But my only point is, I think that people in these like stand situations or these like, ultra fans should stop putting so much stock into what entertainers think. If you're an adult and you're a Sam like that, that's weird. It, it's, it's weird to you're, you're weird. But I, I think it's more like it's more like. There needs because I think it's always been a way where like like the younger fans have always felt this like insane connection to their favorite artists, right? Yeah, when but, you're young, you're more malleable, and yeah. and more than there's anything nothing that, wrong with that. No, there's nothing be, wrong with that. But there needs to be this to like certain. Say, like, the difference is before these people were weren't like easily. You couldn't reach out and touch them per se. You could. There was no direct communication. Yeah. Now there's so much direct communication, and the dude basically was like. The Tyler was like, "Yo, like I am not mentally doing well about all this. Like this is this is like fucking me up." Yeah, he shouldn't have to come out and say that if he's not exactly. doing okay with it. That's his personal, yeah. private prerogative. He doesn't need to come out. It just seemed like a situation that snowballed. But just to like see the hatred and the vitriol out of people over something that was uh, most likely just an un, like uh, a joke that wasn't taken in the fashion that he assumed it was going to be taken. But more than anything, it just seems like there's a disconnect between reality when when people can just think that they can just attack people like that like it, it was it, it was very odd and i saw it and I, I just wanted to talk about it with you guys and I, I like it was something that has been such a hot button topic online and now now it seems like the narrative's kind of flipping into being like okay i think we might have overreacted because some of us told this guy to kill himself i think that things can be can be done in different ways and i think people have different ways of 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 changing circumstances or doing their part to change circumstances i don't think there's any, there's any one right way and I, I, once again, th this is a situation that need, there needs to be more conversation. There needs to be more, you know, support, outreach. There needs to be more people, you know, talk to people, change on an individual basis, and and carry that message with you. But you can't force somebody into doing it. No, and it, like it's it's the kind of thing that like 
anytime there's like like go back to like the renaissance and stuff like all these like you know all these kind of like great like shifts in thinking like it, like it had to happen for like on an individual level like it's something you need to absorb and like react to and think about and make decisions on your own first right it's yeah. not like you know like i'm sure other things throughout history have been like you know had similar backlash you know like i don't see how you have backlash against this particular thing but you know like you just have to it starts it's like act local think global yeah that's been a bit that's right? that, that's like, something you always say and i yeah, actually really with like you and your family but more than more than anything, I, I just to to wrap that point up. It was another thing to where even to, like the 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 general reach out and be able to touch the individual artists. Chris Stapleton came out today in support of Black Lives Matter in an interview, and all these racist people came out online like yelling at him because he said that. It, it's I don't understand. Well, that's the fucking problem. Like you that's can't, the problem you can't get your because again, media. it's just it, I I agree with the fact that people people just spouting hate through their computer is never a good thing, and on both sides is what I'm talking about. And uh, I think more than anything, it needs to be more of a. I think people. I think one thing that even fans need to realize is these people are human beings, and uh, n now it just seems like. And I, I don't want to use the word cancel culture because I think it's now really played out term. But more than anything, it's it's more about that's what it is, right? People. People fuck up. People say things that you don't agree with. It's not a thing where you tell them to kill themselves and then disown them. No. And it's funny, too, because now you see three days later and people are starting to, to change their opinions. But your initial re response in telling them to go kill himself, you said that and you got to live with that forever. Yeah, I'll just ride the wave. And exactly. It's riding the wave. You're not going to get it on social media. I think people think because we're now so used to Instagramification that, well, this is what we think. Give it a couple days and it's going to change. It's not going to change in a couple days. It's probably going to take okay. a process. There is good things going on though. Like you're seeing these uh, bands, and I'm not I'm not going to name names on here, but there's been bands, a lot of bands on social media that uh, their people in their bands have been called out for being dirtbags and and like talking to underage kids and stuff like that. That's and like been happening for the past twenty years. And they're get yeah. and now they're getting outed, which is a good thing. And it's 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 shining light on the fact that there's these dirtbags out there, and that's a positive of social media. Yeah. People are getting heard. And it, it's a thing to where I think to cap my entire thought off is I think, and I mean, Tyler Joseph said in his thing, he said he supports Black Lives Matter. And from the guy's track record of constantly being on, you know, on different social media or social, social justice platforms and saying things to always be inclusive. And I think people wanting him to say something is, is understandable. But I think putting so much stock into what a celebrity thinks, I don't really know what that does for you on an individual basis. If, if, if it shouldn't it, do much, right? Like it can it can disappoint you in terms of that person. Only if you're a kid or younger, I understand. Yeah. But if you're an adult looking at a celebrity or someone right. to fill that void for you, then I mean, we do that all the time. Though. We talked about that with like Cardi B talking to Joe Biden. Why? What? Why? Why? Why do we have celebrities talking about politics? Like why? Why do we put so much onus behind the celebrity culture? It's odd because I know if well, it's appealing. If right? we, like, but I'm saying if we one day became a huge band and shit like that, I don't know how I would react with people telling me that I need to say something about uh, about stuff with when I I probably first off I know myself I'm talking about it right now. So it's it's, it's more like give a shit. It's more because I know I, I I choose my words very carefully about things and and more than anything I'm more of a conversationalist than a than a blanket statement person. But we we made it very clear when this all happened that we support Black Lives Matter and we support the people who are out protesting and we have members of the band who went out to the protest. But I mean, even in our own individual case, I swear to God, this happened. I, I put a I put a thing up on our Instagram story and it said all American music is black music, which is a fact. And people actually DM me to try and refute that. And I I was like, what I. I didn't even know what to say. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? What? How do you read a book? Just get the fuck out of my face! Like, what are you? What are you coming at me? Like, you got obviously demons you need to fix amongst yourselves. I don't know, I mean, man. So, them, social media, go. social media is a is a just a hellacious platform for hate. I think it will go away soon. So I hope so, man. On, uh, on a lighter note, uh, the <laughs> Trump. Uh, had boat rallies around the country where it was people. I don't know what the fuck this was about, but people uh, with boats riding around with uh, Trump flags on the back. And apparently, one of the things in Texas got hit by waves, and a couple of the boats sank. <laughs> oh my god! First off, I, I, we've we've been long on this podcast to say if you're rocking like political gear out in public like for any like that's weird to me but it, yeah, that's been happening for 50 years what a funny <laughs> allegory what a funny allegory for people just to instantly be able to like go on social media and be like trump's campaign's going down and going down oh shit i burped 
Trump's campaign is going down. Like, I don't know. I, I was just like, it's it's it, the whole thing's weird to me. I just don't care. Anymore. I don't yeah, care I don't anymore either, shit. bro. I, don't give a shit. I showed him the video that I was talking about the the thing he put up with Joe Biden the the Bidening yeah, I, from his actual fucking campaign. Wild, bro. That is the wildest. That is actually the wildest shit that I've seen on the internet. Yeah, I don't. I try to stay away. From me too, bro. I, what what other choice do we have at this point? We got to duck our heads no, down. You can you can avert if you want. We have to. Uh, <laughs> let's move into uh, what the fuck we've been listening to. Uh, I'm going to start out, and me and Eric were just talking about this before the podcast started, but this is two years since Mac Miller passed away. And uh, it's it, we talked a lot on this podcast about Mac and how much we love Mac and how much his music means to us. And uh, I chose uh, the song Diablo from his Faces mixtape. Uh, Mac was an artist who in 10 years just completely reshaped who he was as an artist. Not even 10 years, eight years. Eight years, 2010 to 2018. And uh, Faces, to me, was like his turning point of turning into an adult and turning into an artist and just making something that I really felt like I was in the room with him while he made it. And uh, Diablo is just an outstanding lyrical achievement. Max just Max is one of my all-time favorites. Obviously, we wrote the song Legends Don't Die about Mac, and uh, I'm going to raise my 40 up to Mac. So rest in peace to Mac Miller. Rest in peace, Mac. Uh, Ken, what's your first one? Um, I am going to go with... So I actually was listening to this on the way over. East Jesus Nowhere, Green Day. Oh. How do you guys feel about that album, 21st Century Breakdown? I don't know. I, I, once 21, Gun, 21 Guns came out, I just kind of like went away from it. See, I, still, I always, always like that it. song, but it's just interesting because it's so much in that American Idiot vein. When it first it came is. out, I didn't like it, but every time I go back to it, I tend to enjoy it more. And I hated yeah. that song, East Jesus Nowhere, when it first came out. Yeah. Now I love it. I know I've been on a bit. Me and Jimmy were in here the other day listening to uh, uh, Dropkick Murphy's first album, mm-hmm. and it was legitimately Minority by Green Day. And yeah, I, I was like, Green Day owes them a check, but that's a great yeah. album, by the way. Uh, oh, warning, yeah, great album. I think I think Green Day is going to be remembered very favorably in rock history. No, I I love Green Day, man. Uh, e, what's your first pick? Um, Best Ever Bonus by Mac Miller. There we go. Ooh, great record. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. Um, if you listen to the first, like the first version, yeah, it's the first song on the mixtape. Yeah, 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 it's like this great happy, like, you know, like a crescendoing, like awesome fucking beat. Like, it's like it's engineered with like one feeling in mind, right? Like just happiness and freedom, like that type of feeling. Yeah, and then you listen to this one. It's the same song with a different beat. Yeah, and it's like uh, it's just kind of like. How do you like child? Like it's like this kind of like nostalgic, nostalgic like childhood haunt. Is that the B- BDE bonus? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it's just this like, you know, like he lived like very happily, you know, like as far as we saw, like you know, I'm sure he, like he had demons, but I'm sure he was a happy dude. And uh, then you listen to like the last the uh, the alternate version, like in memoriam. It's just this, like crazy mind blowing thing. At his memorial in Los Angeles when they did the big concert frame where John Mayer came out and Vince Staples and Thundercat and everybody, and they played that as the last song, and everybody in the crowd was just bawling their eyes out. Sure, man. It's a very nostalgic song, and um, I don't know, man. I get choked up when I think about Mac. Like, he had so much to give. Yeah. So much to give, yeah, man. Well, uh, it's, I just can't believe it's been two years already. Maybe it's because this past year just feels like kind of a blur. Six months feels like. It doesn't feel like it happened. <laughs> I mean, I'm coming up on a year of being married, and it feels like it didn't. Like it, that just happened. Yeah. It's insane. It really is. So rest in peace, Mac. Uh, my second song, I went Sturgill Simpson, Turtles All the Way Down. Uh, just in, First of all, that's his uh, second record, but it's, the, it's his first big song. And this is more of his like kind of like throwback country feel. Mm-hmm. And But he's talking about a psilocybin, just a mushrooms trip is the whole point of the song. And he does it so eloquently that like I don't even do that stuff. And I was like, I got to do this. Like This sounds like it'd be magical. He says there's a, there's a place far away where aliens come and rip out all your pain or reptile aliens made of light <laughs> come around and rip out all your pain and i was like i don't know what the hell this song's about and then i like listened to an interview and he's like oh this is about drugs like <laughs> yeah. uh but he his two albums since one was a like almost like a psychedelic sailor album which was crazy and then the one after that was like punk rock i don't know if you heard he that did the, the newest one was very 
outlaw country with like a rock vibe. Yeah, it was like a rock band. Like synths and stuff. It was It was really funny because his label apparently he turned that in and they were like, What the fuck <laughs> is this, dude? I don't even know what this is. Um but no, I love Sturgill and I think he's gonna ki- like continue to make great music. So uh Ken, what's your second pick? Uh second pick is gonna be G Love and the Special Sauce. Hey G Do It for Free, Philadelphonic. Oh, Philadelphonic's a great fucking record, classic, dude. Classic album. Rock and roll shouts back to the rappers is one of my favorite songs. Oh. There's like not a bad song on that. <laughs> no, nah, I mean we've talked about G Love and how much we love G Love on this podcast yeah, constantly. Yeah, it's like a broken record for us. It is a broken record for us. Um Philadelphonic was one of those records that I got given um by my cousin Jamie. Shouts out Haywood. Shouts out our boy. Yep. Uh it was just a stack of records and that, that album was in there. Uh does Philadelphonic have I seventy six on it? Or is that yeah, it's that easy. No, yeah, it's that yeah, easy. Is yeah. that's what um uh Stepping Stone and I seventy six and uh no G G's the man man uh Eric what's your second <laughs> second pick is everything I ask for by the main ooh getting a little pop punk in this bitch yeah dude yeah I've been listening to like the whole playlist of that shit it's like bargains back you know that's a nice throwback yeah 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 it's like fall time they're school, still making music bro school. yeah they're a good band yeah they are a good band. What what's your like? I, you're more of a pop punk guy than me. What's your pop punk like? If you had to like name your Mount Rushmore pop punk bands, like nice. That's forties. That's forty. Twenty six ounces of Medela right there. Um, pop punk Mount Rushmore. Taking back Sunday. Yeah, that would be on mine. Uh, brand new. Not mine, but you know better than I. Which put Blink One Eighty Two on there? Uh, yeah, I guess by default. And then uh, I don't know, like say anything. Oh, I love like say the, anything. Like, they're not really pop punk, but like they kind of got like looped into that. Yeah, bag. it's in the. So s- if I can sneak them in there, they're like in that they, scene. Yeah, like I, I definitely would. They're fucking dude. Oh my! God. I love say anything. I sh- my third pick for shit you've been listening to lately is uh, "She Won't Follow You" by Say Anything. I'll show you guys after. Yeah, S- dude, you would never. It, it's like this sick musicianship. I'll fucking show you the after. It's so dude, despicable. Every no, man she ha- won't follow you by uh, saying anything. Every man has his Molly is my favorite say anything song. Alive with the glory of love. Yeah. Walk through hell. Walk through hell. I was listening to that. Great. Like, that's like that was our fr- headphones is fucking sweet. Well, the name of the that album is um is a, is real, a real boy. boy. Great album, Double dude. Record, yeah. Just a great record. He and then that guy had he went like off the grid, didn't he? He went. Well, he has uh, schizophrenia. Oh, really? Yeah. So he like. Like his art came out pro- like through that. Yeah. Like, he he like I, if I'm not mistaken, he like was like, yeah, I'm done with saying anything. Um, and kind of like wrote his fans an open letter type of deal and was like, hey, like, like I'm checking out for my mental health. Like I just like he I think he like started a family. Oh, good for so him. He just, yeah, he was just like, yeah, like I'm just gonna focus on. Yeah, my I guess family. sometimes that's that, the way to go out, dude. Music, like yeah, fucking logic, right? Dude? If you have those problems, sometimes you, it's almost like a time bomb in a way that yeah, you know, yeah, especially you're, you're being like, in a fucking mm-hmm. fucking music business like holy shit yeah that's gotta be shouts out to the guy from say anything man max that's a, bemis max bemis that's a way to go out yeah. uh so that's what the fuck we've been listening to uh we're about to go into our coronavirus survival guide this is a special one for you guys for the 40th episode uh before i do that just want to shout out our sponsor high brew coffee once again uh triple shots available at wawa you can grab it online 10 percent off at their website for 12 packs of the triple shots with promo code foxtrot uh, like I said, Eric's been guzzling them. I've been guzzling them. Ken's been guzzling them. We're all about it. That case they gave us is almost gone, so I'm going to have to re-up. Yeah. Uh, so let's go into our coronavirus survival guide for the week. This is a special one for the fans. We've been talking to a, a lot of our friends on the podcast, and I always ask them the question, what's your best and your worst road story? Not necessarily the best show you ever played, anything like that. Just stories from the road. And I thought, because we paraphrase a lot of these on the podcast, let's give you exact examples. These aren't show memories, like, oh, this is the best show we ever played. These are memories from the road of things that have just happened. Uh, and I thought, I, I, th- I think I'll start it off. And I'll, stories, if you will. S- stories, if you will. Uh, I'll start around, children. <laughs> I'm going to start off. I'm going to save the big one for the end. Uh, I'll start off just with the time we opened for Bon Jovi at a stadium uh, in Philadelphia. And it's—I mean—the experience itself was amazing, but Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. Uh, <laughs> so we're, it's like an hour before we're about to go on, and we're in this like 
dining hall where they're serving like roast pig and like all, like the most extravagant like they had like a dessert bar and all this shit. Yeah, and we're they just had a full pig on a yeah, they had like a pig on a spit. Like we were like in there just like what the hell is going on and like. Their road manager like ran over to us and like grabbed our shirt and was like, John wants to meet you guys. Can you come back to the to the dressing room? And I'm like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So we go and we stand outside of his dressing room for a half an hour <laughs> and we're standing in a straight line, like we're like little kids about to meet him for the first time, like shake his hand. And uh, after like a half an hour of standing in the concourse, a half an hour for about to walk on stage in front of twenty thousand people, he appears. And just glorious looking human being. Like he just glows. You're like, that's a rock star right there. So he walks up to us and says nothing. And we're standing in line. And he kind of just walked in front of us and looked us all up and down individually. I remember he like reached his hand out and you'd say your name. I'd be like, Ken. He's like, Ken. <laughs> so Colin. Eric. Eric. So then he, but then he just looked at us. He looked at us up and down like who the fuck are you? And like, I was about to be like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? He went, now nah, I'm this kid, man. I'm John. What's going on? <laughs> and he was just cool. Like, but like just standing there, like sweating being like, is this guy going to kill me? I don't know what's about to go on here. Like, and then he, th- we just like talked to him. And then I remember like him, he was like, yeah, so the Eagles, huh? Like, this is before the birds. Was, no, this was after the after. birds. Yeah, this was right after the birds. Went super. He was like, so you finally got one. And I was like, yeah, the giants suck, dude. So we're just going back and forth. At the very end of the conversation, he goes, What's the is name of the Giants band again? Guy? Yeah, he's a Giants fan. He's a North Jersey guy. Oh. Sorry. Bummer. I don't want to bum you out. But. So right. he looks at us and he just goes, what's the name of the band again? And all of us go, Fox trying to get down at different points. And he just goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and I went, yeah, we really fucked that one up, didn't we? And he was like, yep. And he just walked away. <laughs> and then we played the show. There was a million moments in that day. My Fox Torch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fox Torch in the getup. Like, Good yeah, to meet you. T-shirts at the booth. <laughs> He's like, nah, dude, I already got all your merch. I bought your name. Just so you know, I own you guys now. So, uh, Ken, give me your first one. Um, this is a funny one just from, and I'm sure we'll keep going around. Um, I remember at Firefly, when we did Firefly, I couldn't take a proper shower. <laughs> because did you guys try to take a shower in the... Nope. Um, I did. I took like two, dude. They were so fucking small. So Firefly is a giant festival <laughs> in like Delaware. The elf yeah, he's part of the elf. Splash the water on him. I got in there for like five seconds, and I started like, I think someone else was in there, and I'm like, this motherfucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got out like barely. I got no water pressure. Dude, yeah, when, when you play these, bi- oh, when you, dude, when you play these big festivals, so we were sleeping in tents for the week. We the artists had their own campground if you wanted to do that. So we slept in tents, and they have these big trailers that have these tiny showers in them. I'm five foot ten, maybe. Don my Modelo. Yeah. Oh, congratulations! I'm halfway through. Um, Bitches. <laughs> so uh, I went in and took a normal shower. It's not a great shower situation, but it's better than a bucket by your tent. No, a bucket would have been better for me. <laughs> Honestly, I probably could have seen Ken's head if I looked over the thing, like. <laughs> Ken was Buddy the Elf, just like splashing it over his shoulders. Like, so that was one of the grimiest weekends of my life. I just oh, Eric, yo, wait, Eric, tell the story about how you didn't shower. You didn't change. You're a smart <laughs> what fucking story is that's it? I didn't shower. There's no fucking yo, story. you could have broke Eric's underwear in half, dog. I did when I got home. I just, I'll never forget. Like after our one set, I like got back. I had to like peel my clothes. Like it was. Bad. Oh my god! Oh yeah! Dude. I just remember there's so many moments from that that oh. one specific festival. There's so many moments from because people don't get like when you play these festivals. There's like full oh. spreads. Like there's like hospitality there. Like Red Bull sponsored it. We were drinking Red Bull and oh like god. vodka drinks all weekend. It's tweaking. Like they had like <laughs> full full spreads. There was giant like hospitality. Yeah, uh, ski ball and you're just ski ball next to Terry Crews. Yeah, Terry Crews showed up that weekend. We were standing playing ski ball and somebody was like, "Yo, is that fucking Terry Crews?" We're like, "Nah, dude, shut up." Oh my god, it's Terry Crews. I remember like he like went right by me. I was like kind of standing there like. Dave is probably like, I ignore this idiot. Somebody was like, "Hi, I'm Terry with Panera Bread." He was handing out mac and cheese. Oh my god, that was really yo. All right, E, what's your first one? Um. <laughs> so we were me, we were in, when we were in Austin. Uh, me and Jimmy were trying to find somewhere to eat, <laughs> and like you know, little, we had a meeting this day. Unbeknownst to me, yeah, yeah. Unbeknownst to me, Austin is the taco capital USA. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> me and Jimmy are driving around and like we're like pa- we're just pat whatever passing places and fucking there it is. 
Taco Bell. <laughs> you see the gold. <laughs> so Jimmy, the golden arches. So he, Jimmy was like, "Yeah, you want Taco Bell?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so we just skirted in, hit the drive-through. Jimmy got fifteen beefy Frito burritos. <laughs> Mother, no, nah, he didn't no, really no, get fifteen, did he? Yeah, he got fifteen fucking burritos. Yeah, the best part is, it was like he me. Got Twelve. It was me, Ken. <laughs> or it was me, Dylan, our photographer, and Erica. We went to this cute Here's cafe. Story inside my story. Yeah, we, but this is like kind of framing this. So we went to this because Erica's always we got to go to the cute like cafe place, and we wound up going to the meeting at the office we were going to, and they're like, hey, Erica goes. Don't look at out the window, but Jimmy and Eric are walking in, and I'm like dressed. We're all kind of dressed nice, and Jimmy and Eric walking. I'm pretty sure Eric was in a basketball jersey and basketball shorts, and you got a flannel over the top. And Jimmy just looked like he's about to die. <laughs> fucking touring artist, man. I'm gonna show up Yo, at first. that was the same night. Anthony, you want to work with me? You can work with me. That was the same night we <laughs> we played the show. Ass. We played the show, and it was like 4:30 in the morning. We're back in the hotel, and Jimmy was trying to convince us to order Denny's on grow. <laughs> Power moves. I was in on that. <laughs> I know. I think they shut as we were like trying to get it. Denny's was like, no, nah, I'm not down with this, bro. Uh, yeah. So saw you guys drive up. They're like, no. No <laughs> yeah, way, bro. Yeah, yeah. No we're way. For everyone but you. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, God. All right. My first pick or my second pick. I'm going with uh, I'm just going with our entire the one tour. I think it was 2018, 2017 or 2018. New Orleans. Let's just go through this. I won't go through it all because I know Ken has a, uh, his own story from this, but what a shit show. Uh, we, it was our one night off on tour, and I remember the first night we went on to Bourbon Street to go watch uh, blues bands, and it was awesome. And I remember a specific <sighs> moment. Me and Eric were out back talking to one of the blues musicians who was on, and I was oh, like, yeah. fucked I up. remember that guy. That guy I, cool bro, fuck. I don't remember a single goddamn word that was said because I kept looking in the bush thinking I was like going to... Bro, like, I thought I was going to puke. And so that did. night... We went back to the hotel and somebody had thrown their bag against the uh, the radiator and it turned the heat on. And we the next morning we all woke up like, oh my god, we're gonna die. And Eric was taking a shower, <laughs> and uh, Nate, who was our touring oh, yeah. drummer at the time, knocked on the door politely and threw up in the toilet while Eric was showering. <laughs> first, he's like, "Hey, Eric, do you mind if I come in and throw up?" Like, I, yeah. I, I, I did, yeah, I didn't think it was a big deal. Like, I would have just if it was in the fuckers, I would have just uh, yeah. Well, that I would have just opened the door and fucking puked in the toilet. You so then, fucking choice. The he next, the next night, right? We play a show. It's an awesome show at the Helen Wolf down there. That was the night where we met Bill, the saxophone player, who was actually Will from the future. Yeah. Like, so yeah, this he was an oceanographer. Yeah. So this is the, the story. Is this <laughs> this guy? He comes to the show. And he comes up to us after soundcheck, and he's like, hey, my name is William. Uh, I play saxophone. I'm a professor of oceanology at uh, Florida State University. Oceanography. Would you mind if I played saxophone with you guys? And we were drinking moonshine before, and I was like, dude, yeah. So he kills it. I'm 100% positive this is Will Shade, like old Will, like Captain America in, in Endgame. Like he came back from a different timeline. And uh, he planted the thought in our mind to, to let Will be in the band. But uh, later that night, For no I, other reason. <laughs> I, w I went back to the hotel to get changed. You guys were all on Bourbon Street, and I went to go get changed. And I'm walking back on the phone with my mom. And as I'm walking across Canal Street, this homeless dude runs over and shoves me. <laughs> and I hit the floor. I hit the street <laughs> in the middle of Canal Street, <laughs> just laying there like, what the hell was that? And my mom's on the phone like, Colin, Colin, are you okay? And the guy walks over and he starts patting me down. He's like, I'm sorry, baby. I'm so sorry. He's like feeling me from my wallet. Like he was like definitely trying to like pat me down. And I was like, get off me. And I like walked away. And my mom's like, what was that? And I was like, Nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but that was the night yeah. we we seen SpongeBob doing the Dougie on Bourbon Street, and we seen uh, Shit, people pe forget. Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know if this leads into your story, Ken. Your your second so story. My story with that whole day. Let's <laughs> we'll start with sound check when the guy showed up late. Oh fuck that, off! Oh, yeah. I got electrocuted in that he, sound check. Oh shit! The sound check guy didn't show up, and I was forced to have like seven beers before. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, okay. of course you have to. First off, I was drunk for the I mean, show. I blame the sound guy, you know. Duh. One in Rome. <laughs> you and me both, buddy. So, <laughs> I've always blamed the sound guy. I remember how it's so gone after I'm talking to Bill. I'm pretty sure I'm calling him Bob. I'm like, <laughs> Pretty good that saxophone, Bob. He's like, it's yeah. Bill. I'm like, all right, Bob. Whatever, Bob. You know, no there's problem, still a Ted. picture of Bill landing in my house. It's a picture of all of us and Nate and Bill in the middle. Oh, shit. Wouldn't yeah. it be so funny if, like, Will Shade, like, on his deathbed, is like, my favorite show with you guys was in New Orleans. And, and then like, he goes, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the secret is 
I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, going back. So after the show, we went to Bourbon Street and kept drinking as one does. Know, one does. And we were leaving the one bar. At this point, I'm just gone. Whacked. And they had those shot girls that go around giving me shots. Oh, and she yeah. goes In up, syringes. She starts dancing yes. with me. I'm like, hey, hey. You know, Sweet, <laughs> bro. This is cool. So, <laughs> Who do you know here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then she gives me, she doesn't, she doesn't offer me the shot. She takes my head and just. Puts the syringe like in my mouth. Yeah. And I just, I'm forcefully taking this jello shot. And then she's like, 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, Ken's, like, Ken's like, because the funny thing is, my wife was standing next to us. Her and her friends flew down to meet us down in New Orleans. She was like, Is Ken all right? And I was like, He's fine, yeah, dude. Look at him. He's, he's dancing with up. that girl. He's having fun. And then all of a sudden, I seen her go, <gasps> I seen her put her hand out. And Ken was like, What? She's like, Oh my God, I don't have any cash. I don't, have I don't my care card. cash, bro. Yeah. And she took like, him to the cash register. No, no, what happened was, she's like, I could take your card. And she swiped it. So she swiped yeah, it. And she then pulled I, it right I, out of your wallet in your <laughs> pants. <laughs> then I woke up. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man, that's a great story. E, what's your second? Is ready, it time? You ready to unpack the fart? Oh, it's time for the fart, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do my best. Only to three people in history have witnessed a fart. And <laughs> really happened to be in this room. <laughs> when I... Listen, look at me. When I tell you that this was the... Most unbelievable. F- I'm a fart guy. <laughs> We're all fart guys, right? Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> this was the most unbelievable fart in human history. <laughs> like, just from a ground level. All the Where way were we? Where floor. were we? We were back in the hotel room. And so we, we were yeah, playing we a festival in Louisville. Yeah, so we just got back from the venue. And we were like, this is after pizza. We were shit faced. Like this pizza. Was <laughs> it was bad. a celebratory night. Pizza it was a good night. Yeah, p- yeah, it was a good night. It was a good night. Yeah, it was. The pizza was absolute slop. Uh, that was the Philly spot in oh, Louisville. The basement when we went to that was just terrible. Garbage. Just terrible. Shit. Shit hole. Yeah. If you're listening, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. They had Wawa cases of iced tea. That That's pretty dope. Garbage also. But uh, <laughs> so we walk into the hotel room. We walk into the hotel room and uh, me and Colin just like flop down immediately. Kenny goes into the bathroom. So I, I, I get up to get something <laughs> and Ken... <laughs> Ken walks into the bathroom and then back backpedals out, looks me dead in my face, and this is what it sounded like. No exaggeration, this John was 14 Mississippi. Like this shit was like like and the best part is me and Eric just looked at each other when we started laughing. We were like, that, yo, is I, that real? I, I did, honestly, I never laughed harder in my life. No, I think I, I, I was in a leather jacket. I think I had to peel that joint off because I think the stink just like <laughs> stuck to me. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, the room was covered in filth. <laughs> the, um, the, the alarms in the military has contact. The hotel has since been condemned. <laughs> Yeah, due to radioactive isotopes. <laughs> yeah. Fifteen minutes later, ET like level uh like hazmat suits show up at the door. They're quarantining us off. Ken's locked in the bathroom. Just an all timer, dude. Yeah. Caution tape. The <laughs> there was caution tape at the elevators on our floor. Like, <laughs> please, sir, move to the left. We are dealing with a radioactive event here. We yeah, it was. Up the hotel room when we left, and it was <laughs> yeah. That's all timer, bro. You guys are gonna need to pay for all this new construction. <laughs> <laughs> the city of Louisville has been condemned. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm gonna go third, and it's finally the story that I've been we've been circling for weeks, and it's um, this is when Jimmy almost fought somebody from One Direction at Firefly, and I'm gonna leave the guy's name out of it. It's not Harry Styles. Um, we so, love you. So we love you. CD case is a coaster. Yeah, so. we sorry about that, Harry. So me and Jimmy are uh, me and Jimmy are back by our trailer. Bitch. Me and me, <laughs> me and Jimmy were like right back by the trailer where we were, we were staying, like where we loaded all our shit into, and we're just like drinking a bottle of Jameson, just hanging out, like conversing over this glorious weekend that has just commenced. And We're all blessed, of a sudden, blissful state. This giant soccer ball gets kicked at us. And uh, we're like, all right, whatever. And so Jimmy picks it up and throws it back. And this, this dude starts walking towards us. And Jimmy's like, yo, it's a big soccer ball, dude. And Jimmy's like super fish on accent. And the, the kid says something back to us. And then he walks away. And Jimmy's like, that was weird. And then all of a sudden, Jimmy screams back like, yo, it's a, that's a big soccer ball, friend. Like, whatever. And the security guard started walking towards us. And the kid like looked at us like, yo, why are you alive? Like, who are you, trash human? 
Also, I was also in a, a primal fitness cutoff, like and jeans <laughs> and like no shoes. Like Jimmy looked like Jimmy, so like and we we probably didn't look like the best candidates to be having a conversation with this kid. Just straight disrespectful to ourselves and others. And uh, so, <laughs> the kid's security starts walking at us, and like our management people come over and like they're like, "Yo, it's one of the kids from One Direction." And Jimmy just goes, "I don't give a fuck how many directions he's going in, dude. I'll follow <laughs> you right now. I don't care. Like, bring it on, dude. Whatever." And I'm standing there like. I guess I gotta ride out. This is what it is. Like this is how we go down in history. Yep. So like Jimmy's like Jimmy's like going full fish town, like just being Jimmy. And I'm just like uh, it, it diffused itself, but like will always be a story of like I almost saw what Jimmy was capable of <laughs> based off of a fight almost <laughs> with a kid from One Direction at a giant music festival. After we just saw like Eminem and the Killers and Jimmy's back here, like yeah, dude, I'm fucking fight your dad Jimmy right just now. Comes back to like the tent with blood on. His <laughs> He's like, yeah, we gotta go right now. Uh, all right, so Ken, what's your third? Oh shit, my third. Um, We've only played a billion shows, so. Oh, I got a good extra one. You were standing next to me for. What was that? New York, uh, Rockwood Music Hall. When the cops busted that bodega across the street from the oh, venue. The oh, the yeah. trap house. That's an amazing story. That was awesome. Uh, do you want me to tell? Or do you want to tell? You it? tell it. Uh, so me and Ken are standing outside of this venue, and uh, so Ken's. Ken's standing out. We and Ken are standing outside this venue, and all of a sudden, <laughs> all these cops just like bust open the door of this bodega across the street from the venue. We're like in like the Lower East Side. Like we're right in a very popular part of New York, and uh, this old dude walks over next to us, and he's like, "You guys know what's going on?" And we're like, "No, nah, I got no idea, dude." And, like it's like paddy wagons, and they're like ripping the ATM out of the wall. And uh, the guy goes, "Do you guys know what a trap house is?" And we're like. Yeah, yeah, we know what a trap house is, bro. And he's like, well, that, my friends, is a trap house. And I was like, oh, shit, they were flipping work out of there. That's crazy. So, like, we every time I go, because we played this venue a hundred times, like, I just, like, look at him like, yo, that was the trap house, bro. That was that was the spot. That was one of the only times I ever enjoyed anything happening. In the oh, world. man. Another great story is the time me and Ken got stuck going over the Brooklyn Bridge three times because we kept missing a left-hand turn. Yo, Ken hates playing in New York. Then that one time we met with that marketing office. Oh there, my god! We took a cab like a couple blocks. It was like forty dollars. First off, then we walked back in that summer heat. I remember Eric. Eric was with us. Yeah, Eric came and it looked like he got caught in the rain. Yeah, because it was we when they had the Legionnaires disease yeah, break out like, in New York, so all the AC was off everywhere. Terrible. And uh, not only that, we played the show, and I remember there was somebody there from the marketing agency at the show, and I got off the stage, and my shirt sounded like I like jumped off of a like I jumped off of a cruise ship and jumped in the water, and like <laughs> I was just soaked from head to toe. Uh, another really good one too that I I, I love. Uh, oh my god, there's so many Nashville stories. I'll tell the one we played Americana Fest, which is a big festival in Nashville, and uh, so <laughs> so after the show. We had a great show, and then we go and we, we. Uh, uh, this is two stories from the same night. This was Twelfth and Porter, with a, uh, the band that microphone in the ass guy. Oh yeah. That oh man. Shit. Sorry, boys. I had to. Take no, a it's okay. No. All right. I'll just finish this. I'll finish the story real quick. So, uh, <laughs> we play this show at Twelfth and Porter, and uh, during sound check, the sound guy comes up to us and he's like, "You guys seem really nice. Like, you guys are really nice guys. I'd love for you to use my hand-built German microphones that I'm just in love with. I've never let anybody use before." And I was like, "I don't want to do that, dude. Like, I'll, I don't want to fuck up your mics. Like, I don't want to spit in your microphone." And he's like, "No, man, you guys are cool. Like, I'd love you to use the mics." So we use the mics, and the band that went on after us, right? I'm standing next to the sound guy at this point. They go up. The lead singer is trash. And so he's on stage, like doing his best Jim Morrison, like walking around his being like, oh, yeah, whatever. So this fucking guy takes the microphone off and shoves it like down his throat, like legitimately in his mouth, like dead, like. And he's like going like on stage. And I'm standing next to the sound guy, and I turn over and I look at him, and he's like, "What the fuck, man?" (laughs) And I was like, "Bro, I'm so sorry. I told you not to put that mics out." He's swinging it around, hitting it off amps. He's knocking whiskey on it. He's running in the crowd and laying on the ground, looking at the stage. And everybody's like, "I don't know what the fuck is going on." Who wants to kiss this microphone? (laughs) So I walk over to the sound guy, and he's the sound guy's legitimately like. What is, what, why is he doing that, man? <laughs> what the fuck? And I was like, I'm so sorry, bro. And we played 12th and Porter like a year later, and the guy comes over and he's like, hey, Colin, he fucking remembered my name. And I was like, 
hey, like, what's up? He's like, I'm the sound guy from Toilet Porter. And I was like, oh, you ever fixed that mic? And he was like, I don't want to talk about that mic. <laughs> like, nah, dog. <laughs> so that, that Probably burial outside my house. The other Nashville story that I love is uh, the night we... It was a different festival we played down there, and we went to Hattie B's, which is a hot chicken place after. Mm-hmm. And we are all whacked. And there's like 14 of us outside this chicken joint that's like world famous. There's a big ass line. And I got uh, their heats are like mild, hot, super hot, and shut the cluck up. So I'm drunk, and I'm like, I'm getting ballsy. I'm like, give me shut the cluck up. So while we're waiting for the food, me, Jim- me, Jimmy, and our producer Trace are standing outside. And uh, there's like a dirty table that like isn't clean yet, and we're like, we're gonna sit at this one. They're like, we'll clean it off here in a minute. We look down, and there's like a piece of chicken sitting in a basket, <laughs> and me, Jimmy, and Trace all look at each other, and Jimmy and Trace is going and grab the chicken <laughs> and rip it apart and start eating it. <laughs> and so the shut the cluck up comes out, and uh, I I oh, start eating it, and instantly it felt like I got maced. Like I don't know if I touched my eyes or what I did, but like. I was crying and sweating. My face was a different shade. I went inside and got sweet tea out of like the container, and I poured it on my face. So imagine this scene. Jimmy's eating a piece of fried chicken that wasn't his in the parking lot through the chicken wire where we're sitting at, smoking a cigarette through it, blacked out. I'm pouring iced tea on my face. The rest of us are eating like slobs, smoking cigarettes at the table. Like We must have just looked like the biggest pieces of trash on human earth. Oh, God. E, what's your third pick? There's so many. I mean, we have a million. All right. Um, me and you were passing through Cincinnati. In, Skyline uh, Chili? Skyline Chili, man. Oh, man. If you don't know I about don't, Skyline Chili. you're from Cincinnati, you turn this off. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Cincinnati. Like I, I, like, I have nothing bad to say about Cincinnati, but holy shit, if Skyline Chili isn't the worst dog shit I've ever had in my whole fucking life. We're never going back to Cincy, dude. <laughs> I mean... We heard what you said about. I'll go back, but I ain't fucking eating. We ate it because part of my take always talks about it. Yeah, they always talk about Skyline Chili, and so we had to eat it. And we went in, and I thought this lady was legitimately like, "You guys want a bag for your diarrhea? Like, you already like, you know what you're in for, dog." I got like six of those little coney dogs. Me and Eric stood outside the car and ate them. And like twenty minutes later, we're like, "Oh my god, this is a terrible decision, yo." It would have been different if the hot dog was good, but the hot dog was trash. It was like boiled. Yeah, just boiled hot dogs never good. Yeah, fuck off with that. Fucking grill in here, like, dude. They have like spaghetti covered in chili, and it's yeah, like brown you. sugar chili. Fuck you. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Well, we learned our lesson. I mean, there's so many more stories too. I brought up before this when we went to uh, Mobile, Alabama, and we did the radio thing, and then we just had time, so we went to the beach and we're throwing footballs into the Gulf of Mexico. We almost died in Alabama. We almost died in Alabama. Oh, that's an amazing story. The meth head. So we we were (laughs) we were stuck. It was a torrential downpour. We were in the backwoods of Alabama, and uh, we're we stopped at this like it was no lie. It was a gas station slash ammo store. Like you could buy live rounds of ammo in there. Old pumps too. Yeah, it was like old like the numbers turned over and stuff. And so we're standing outside, Eric's smoking a cig, and we're just like standing there waiting for the rain to go by. And this guy pulls up in a pickup truck with the windows down. Yeah, so it's raining sideways. This guy, this guy hops out in the most stereotypical way possible. And he walks over to us and he like gets in our faces and he's like, he looked at me, right? And he goes, hey man, do you sell weed? <laughs> and I was like, no, Eric's next to me with hair past his butt, like in a tie dye shirt, and I'm like, I literally, he I think if it, you were the drug guy. Yeah, I literally <laughs> out loud went, I literally out loud went, you pick me? I was like, come on, dog, I got pomade in my hair. This guy over here is literally, <laughs> this, guy, this guy is literally like, this dude standing next to me is a fucking garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> like the dude from Big yeah. Eric's literally got a sign on his shirt that says, "Ask me about the loud." And this guy walks over yeah. to me looking like I'm out of Brooks Brothers, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, man, you got weed?" You. <laughs> so not only that, I don't even think the guy got gas. He hopped back in his truck and then no, left. Because I remember he got out and he was staring at you. I was like, "This is it. This is where we're gonna die." This shitty fucking ammo shop in a <laughs> state that I've never been in and it's raining and we're going to get shot or stabbed. <laughs> it was an ammo store, so probably shot. He just wanted weed, man. I don't blame the guy. I mean, I'm, I'm mad any? at him. I'm trying to think. Oh, another nah. good... This is a good story that's not funny, but uh, the time we played Asbury Park and the guy painted us while we played. Oh, 
was cool. That was pretty sweet. I like that a I lot. I didn't even fucking know that. that yeah, this was before college. you were in the band. This was in. Co- oh, this was like wow. our, one of our first shows outside of Philadelphia, and there was this dude in the front of the venue who painted us in like tie dye while we. I bought the painting from the guy that hangs in my house still. Oh, that's great because do you know what happened me. that show? I locked my keys in my car. <laughs> yeah, I locked my keys in my car <laughs> this week. So this. it was, uh, was terrible. I does that happen to you? Like when it happens, it happens again soon. No, this happened. Uh, I was at I'm home, idiot. so it kind of worked out. But this one in Asbury, I had to call the fire station, and I was like, "Yeah, I locked my keys in my car." And they brought like three fire trucks. I'm like, "No, no, no! I just got to get my keys." And they're like, "Oh, oh, no you closed the scene, bro!" <laughs> so they just lit my car. Wait, one yo, I, hold on. One time, I locked my keys in my car like twice in like three days. Fucking can't believe I just said that. Bell out. <laughs> Brutal, buddy. Not as yeah. bad as the time I lost the keys in our own studio and I never found them. Oh my god! And I like I was like walking around Port Richmond for like an hour trying to. I was like a lost puppy. I was like I don't know what to do, so I got an Uber. Eric's like <laughs> Eric looks at me and goes, "Yeah, you good?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'd work in the morning." I was like, "Yeah, I guess so." And he just fucking leaves me. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> he left work. me. He didn't even give me a ride home. I figured you were gonna figure it out pretty soon. I didn't. <laughs> I actually thought about sleeping here. <laughs> Ooh. I didn't. Uh, I slept here uh, once in my whole life. Do you remember Boston? Brutal. Oh, man. Eric slept under a table but didn't sleep and walked around Boston all night. I was having an asthma attack. That was terrible. Um, I had, had no puffer. In oh, I, I had the, Dude, the, remember I the, had the bars piss closed warm? at like 9.30? Yeah, and the guy goes, I like Philly. Have some free shots. And he pours me up a triple of whiskey that was sitting underneath uh, uh, a heat lamp. And I took it, and I walked in their basement. I didn't even make it to the bathroom, and I projectile vomited in the basement <laughs> of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I projectile vomited in the basement of the bar, and I just walked away. I'm trying to think of like other... like. Crazy things like there's so there's I think that's so, enough. There's so many shows. I gotta get one more good one. Oh, okay. Here's the last one. Cool. So Oh, is it what I think it is? What do you think it is? If I say it, it's gonna ruin it. What is it? Gas station. You can tell that story. That wasn't what I was gonna say. You want me to tell that story? Go ahead, man. Fucking that. asshole. So <laughs> me me and Colin go like <sighs> we were going from Alabama yeah. to, to to Nashville. Yeah, oh, so we, I was in the car for this. Yeah. <laughs> so you were, yeah. No, were you? Yeah, when we kept passing gas stations, you had to go to the. Oh no 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 no! no, no, no. <laughs> not that, not that, not that. That was God. Uh, no, this is. Uh, well, I'll so we're that for another time. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that reaction, we can't not say it in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking me and Colin are driving. Like, I don't know, just like Alabama, whatever. And uh, <laughs> pull off at a gas station. Like both had to poop, so he goes first. Keeping it real. He, I mean, shit happens, right? Guys poop. Guys poop. News. Breaking news. <laughs> um, so pull off at the <laughs> gas station. Park at the pump. Colin goes in first. Mash out. Yeah, I mean, dude, absolutely levels it to begin <laughs> with. Like, absolutely brute. It's probably smelled like fucking roadkill in there to begin with, too. <laughs> So we go. I I go into the bathroom and I take a shit. And Colin, there was no fucking toilet paper. <laughs> this motherfucker left me no toilet paper, no common courtesy. So yeah, yeah, figure you're, it out, bro. It's the wild, wild west. Yeah. So I go in. Like I, I'm like, fuck. Like what am I gonna do? Like what am I supposed to do here? So I, sh- I sh- had chat already. So I, I'm like I'm like fuck like what do I fucking like God damn it this is ground like this is fucking like holy shit what do I do here So I fucking wiped my ass with my sock. <laughs> Not it only had to that, be done, boys. this it man had to walks be done. out and he didn't think I was gonna notice and I noticed his sock, sock was gone. gone. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't. That's the one thing I will you were admit. On your feet, literally. I didn't. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't <laughs> I didn't have the presence of mind to take the sock to take my other sock off. I went, yo, dog, what's up with your socks, yeah? We may not be telling the story to this day if I had had the presence of mind to do so, but, yeah, I got, like, mercilessly made fun of for it, which is funny, but I would also like to point out that you're a dick. Oh, I agree. That was horrible on my part. (laughs) So between my fart and you guys taking (laughs) these shits, you know, this is a pro- Fart shitty yeah. podcast. We're, yeah, we're pro potty humor. Yeah, hold on, real pro quick. Pro potty humor pod. The last story, and this is a story that involves all of us. So we played a show in Lexington, Kentucky. Great city, by the way. So we uh, we finished the show, and we realized we were staying in the green room. There's a. It's one of the only venues I've ever been to. We can sleep in the green room overnight if you don't have a place to stay when you're touring. Yeah, like a garage. So it's it was a good. garage behind the venue, and uh, we go back there, and it is like 
where most horror movies would start. Like there's like mannequins in there Second and like the tour, I thought this is where we're gonna we're gonna die. die. So not only this, Ken Fucking sleeps mommy. on an air mattress that keeps deflating. So I wake up, oh, I wake up that. in the morning. Me and Eric slept on couches. I wake up the next morning and Ken is on the ground on a deflated air mattress. And I literally, I think I can hear him go, "Ow, <laughs> ow!" <laughs> like I'm dead up. But the story ends great because we walk out and the, like the sun is piercing because we're in like this dark, dingy ass shed garage thing. And there is a food truck outside pimento oh. with pimento grilled cheese and iced coffee. Oh. It's the only thing they served. And I was like, God sent this to me right here, yo. <laughs> Congratulations. It was like, didn't dude, get murdered. It was like, <laughs> it was like fucking Wednesday morning. Yeah. Like, no reason for this guy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank the guy. The guy looked at me and said, Colin, here is your sustenance. And I went, how do you know? And he was like, I've said too much and just let him live. Like I gave you a hug when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Ladies, <laughs> that was uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode forty. We wanted to give you guys some special stories from the road. And I, I think they, I think that'll suffice. I think that was a pretty magical episode. We'll have more. We'll have more. Yes. Yeah, thank God. I can't wait to get back on the road, dude. Oop. Is there anything else we missed, like blatantly? Nah, nothing Not that, that I can think of. Nah, nothing. nothing blatantly. Blatantly. All right. Well, that's episode 40, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Stick around. We'll have episode 41 coming on Thursday. By the way, happy Labor Day. I didn't say that, but... Uh, yes, and I'll have all the listeners know I'm the only one who finished my 32. No, I finished mine. Oh, did you? No, my joint's half full. Yeah, I'm sad for myself. Corny. I was still first, though. So. All right, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Alcohol. Fuck you guys. We love you. Uh, no, G, G's the man, man. Uh, Eric, what's your second? <laughs> <laughs> Second pick is Everything I Ask For by The Main. Ooh, getting a little pop punk in this bitch? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I've been listening to like the whole playlist of that shit. It's like Parkin's Back, you know? That's a nice throwback. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like fall time. They're school, still making music, bro. School. Yeah, they're a good band. Yeah, they are a good band. Yeah. What? What's your, like, I, you're more of a pop punk guy than me. What's your pop punk like? If you had to, like, name your Mount Rushmore pop punk bands, like... Nice. <laughs> SM40s. Uh, <laughs> SM40. 26 ounces of Medela right there. Um, I'll talk about much more. Taking back Sunday. Yeah, that would be on mine. Uh, brand new. Not mine, but you know better than I. Um, would you put Blink-182 on there? Uh, yeah, I guess by default. And then, uh, I don't know, like, Say Anything. Oh, I love like, Say that, Anything. Like, they're not really pop punk, but, like, they kind of got, like, looped into that. Yeah, band. it's in the So if I can sneak them in there. Like, in that they, scene. Yeah, like, I, I definitely would. They're fucking, dude, oh, my I God. I love Say Anything. I wanna, my third pick for shit you've been listening to lately is uh, She Won't Follow You by Say Anything.